everyone. My name's Hannah. And I'm Abby. And we are the, the Homegirl Hustlers. We are here to be your guides on how to adjust your mindset, lifestyle, and habits to become the best version of yourself and pursue your passion without limits. Welcome back, Homegirl Hustlers, to another episode. We're so excited, as always, to be back with you guys. This episode is all about how to manage stress in stressful situations. So sometimes stress takes so much of a toll on our minds and bodies that it feels like the weight of the world is on our shoulders. And stress, we have to remember, doesn't only impact us, but most of the time it'll start to impact our relationships, our work, and every area of our lives if we aren't careful. Learning how to manage stress in stressful situations will help us find healthier balances between work and life and lead to healthier and stronger relationships as well. Listen in as we dive into some healthy ways to manage stress. So I'm going to let Abby first, you know, give her, we always like to give our thoughts on the topics, but Abby, how do you feel about when it comes to like the topic about like managing stress and stressful situations? How important is this to you? Uh, This is crucial to me. This is not something to play around with. Stress is, I guess it's a factor that in some cultures it's taken very seriously. So like the Western culture, especially in the U.S., we do pay attention to mental health a little more than we have in the past and a little stronger than we do in other countries. But given my background, I know that in my culture, they don't always pay attention to mental health very directly. And even just having it be, what was it yesterday? National, it was like Mental Health Awareness Day. Yes, that was really cool to see so many people come out and talk about the topic, but stress is something that you need to learn how to manage it because life is going to have its up and downs. Life is going to make you feel certain types of ways, but you are in control. And until you realize you're in control, your stress will control you. I am saying this too, as somebody who dealt with anxiety pretty severely in my late teens, early 20s. I learned to manage it through years of therapy, which is still helping me now. And I really, really, really think that those moments of learning how to manage my stress have changed my life and have allowed me to live a more productive life, a more loving life, and a life that does not cause me or the people around me to always have to suffer because I'm realizing that it's mind over matter and my mind is powerful enough for me to overcome those situations. Thank you for sharing, Abby. And I think it was really important that she talks about how it's it's a continuous thing. Like, you know, just because you learn like healthy ways to manage doesn't mean you're not going to be in a stressful situation again. As long as you live, you will probably be in a stressful situation. Things are going to impact you and they're going to be stressful. And like she mentioned, like therapy is absolutely so, so helpful when it comes to managing stress and when it comes to all of that. I think for me, I used to, and, and maybe some of you guys relate to this, but like I used to think that because I was in a stressful situation, I had the right or I was able to act rudely, disrespectfully or short or just be a different person because I was in a stressful situation. So for example, if you've ever seen like someone before a big party, for example, I'm just giving this like example to kind of explain myself, but if you ever seen someone before a big party and they're working to prep, 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 prep and making sure everyone's on cue and, and they have this big party and all these vendors coming in and they're, you know, hustling and grinding and then someone 
like asks them something or gets in their way and they just literally treat them like dirt on the ground. Like, is that like, I used to think like that was okay. Like that's totally fine. They're in a stressful situation. They've got so much little time. So who cares? Yeah. Stomp on who you need to stomp on, like move around who you need to move around. Like it doesn't matter. You can be rude. You can be disrespectful. You've got other things to do. You're in a stressful situation. It wasn't until the last couple of years that I realized like me personally, like literally because my dad pointed it out. But I noticed, I'm like, no, it's not okay. Just because you're in a stressful situation doesn't mean you can not be graceful. It doesn't mean, like, you have to, like, be disrespectful and rude. Like, you can't just, like, be rude and awful to people just because you're in a stressful situation. And that shouldn't affect how you treat people. And so it's like, even when you are at the stressful situation and you are managing a bunch of things at once, you can still be graceful. You can still be kind and you can still move with purpose without having to get like let those factors get in the way of being rude and disrespectful and mistreating people and I think for me that was something over the last years that was really like I noticed because I used to not only for myself but with other people I'd be like who cares if they did that that's fine and it wasn't until my dad was like hey I know this is like a stressful situation for you but like you need to still act with love and kindness and respect and like as hard as that is to hear like that's the truth and when he said that at first I was like what are you talking about like as I'm looking at him, like he doesn't understand stress. Meanwhile, the man's getting up at like three 30 to go do surgeries on all these people. I'm like, like what? I'm like, <laughs> so like, just like he's in stressful situations, probably all the time doing surgery on someone. It's like how you act when stressful situations happen and how you manage it really does show a lot of your character and really does matter and really does affect your relationships. Because if you're in stressful situations with like marriage or you have kids or you're in career work where it's like a really busy time and you are rude in your relationships or disrespectful in your relationships, that matters. That really does matter and that can take a toll on your relationships. So I think for me, my opinion of the topic is that it's really important because it's important to understand how important it is, how you act when you manage stress, like how you're managing it, how you're acting, how you're treating people is so vital. And it's something that I'm only personally like learning as of the last couple of years. And so again, that's my perspective for it. So. Yes. And I love that. I think it's cool that someone like your dad, for example, a very busy person, a person that is, they're very much in an environment that could become very stressful at any time. But he realizes too, just the control that you need as a person to have control over those situations rather than letting them control you. Well, imagine if you're too like a heart surgeon and something goes wrong during surgery and you freak out or you pass out or you faint or you get mad and start yelling at everyone. Like Mm -hmm. that's not what you would picture. You'd picture you'd hope that your heart surgeon was calm and cool and collected through those stressful situations. Right. I don't know. Just those examples kind of bring it, bring, bring it to life for me. But I think something important is communicating with those around you about your stress instead of isolating yourself. It's really easy when you're feeling stressful to be like, I'm the only thing that matters and and what is in front of me is the only thing that matters right now. And you kind of isolate yourself or you'll isolate by not telling people that you're stressed out or you can just start lashing out at people because you're stressed out instead of just expressing, hey, I am under some stress right now and kind of talking about it and working through it and being calm and cool and collected while you're going through it. Instead of like literally lashing out, like I said, at people, because I feel like a lot of people in high stress situations will just lash out and they will just do all these things and they feel like they're justified because they're in a stressful situation. When in reality, you could just communicate about that stress and keep moving calmly through it. Yes. 
That, honestly, that used to be me. Like, if someone could tell that I went through something or if they were with me when something bad happened, it almost justified. Like, well, you saw that that happened to me. That's why I'm acting like this. And it's like, no, that's not why you're supposed to act like that. Definitely need to communicate with people around you. Hannah, I know you have a lot of experience, like, learning to communicate with those around you and not necessarily taking it on yourself. I know that's something that's like a work in progress. And so if you want to talk about that. Abby's like. <laughs> Look, we're going to be transparent like, today. <laughs> yeah, hint, hint. Well, it was funny because this happened yesterday. And Abby told me that she was proud of me for this, which is really funny. Because I was going through something that was bringing me stress. I told her I was like kind of struggling sleeping about this one specific issue. And I was like, I'm stressed about it. I dealt with it though. And then I told her not only after I dealt with the situation that I'm opening up the situation for other people to kind of be with me through that experience and not, not share the stress with me, but hold me accountable and like, kind of like hold me accountable to communicating with them and to setting the boundaries that I need to set in order to avoid the stress I would take on. And that was a big part, again, instead of isolating myself, I typically would handle stress of like, I'm going through this stress, not like poor me, but like, you don't understand. I'm going to go through it. I'm going to isolate myself. I'm going to do all this work to make up for it. I'm not going to talk to anyone. Or if I do, I'm going to lash out at them because I'm stressed. And like, that's how I would go about it. And it'd be like panicky, like almost like this like panicky, like move, 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 move energy when instead it's like I'm learning and it's a learning process. I'm probably never going to stop learning this. But it's like learning that like I can tell people about my stress and about some things that are triggering to me and about all these things and I can set my boundaries and I can open it up to other people's opinions to really work through those things instead of pushing everyone out and isolating it. And so, again, this is from experience literally yesterday. Abby was like, I'm so proud of you for opening up and communicating and, like, letting other people, like, do things instead of just me by by myself. So that was really cool. And that's just something that helps when it comes with stress and managing it is just communicating about it. Yes. No, I love that because that is one thing that I was able to learn to not isolate myself But that's just because I have an over-invasive family. And it's in a protective way. But some things I tell my family, people are like, yeah, they're like, you tell your family that? You guys talk about that? Like, my mom walked up to my 14-year-old cousin to ask him, are you talking to girls? And I'm like, bro, she literally was like, are you talking to girls? And then she was like, are you doing anything with girls? Like, she just walked up to him. And I'm like, bro, relax, relax. (laughs) But that's what my family is. Like, we are there for each other, but we also allow each other to, like, just share. Yeah. And I think another part of, like, relieving stress and managing this stress is also, like, communicating but taking care of yourself and making time for important things for ourselves. I think it's easy to make the excuse, especially during busy seasons and stressful seasons of, I don't have time to do this. I don't have time to do this. But I think making time for things is important. Yes. Another thing you need to make time for is your outlets. So when you're stressed out, what do you do? Sometimes we get depressed and we go under a blanket and we just shut off the day. Sometimes we go and we overwork. So some people are like, they go and they just like go crazy on whatever they're taking care of. I know that's my archetype 
when I went to therapy, my inner child archetype, they're like, you're an overachiever. And they're like, when you're stressed, you're going overachieve. I was like, that's not bad. Don't heal me from that. (laughs) But what do you need to do? So some people, they exercise. Some people have different hobbies. Find your outlet and make time for it. So I know that for Hannah, hers is working out. That is something that just allows her to release herself, to be in the moment, to listen to music, to push yourself to different bounds. And also your body releases chemicals that make you feel good. So exercise, hobbies, whether that is going and roller skating, whether that's art and your creative outlet is art, whatever those things are, find them and make time for them. So two major keys, find them and make time for them. No, literally, it's so right. It's just so important. It's, I can't tell you even me personally how important that is. I used to feel guilty for making time for those things. And now my mindset's completely changed to like, I don't feel guilty at all because I know how much my mental health needs those things and how I need those things to show up fully for when I need to show up. And now I don't feel guilty anymore of like, yes, this is my time that I'm going to work out. And no, I don't feel bad about it because trust me, you want Hannah while she's like after she's worked out, like you want, like I'm going to be the best version of myself if I continue to have these hobbies and these passions. It also helps you love yourself. It helps you grow in confidence with yourself. It helps you challenge yourself. Like these hobbies and these passions of ours, like aren't just there to pass time away. Like when I'm growing in my fitness journey and challenging myself in my fitness journey, it helps me be more comfortable with taking challenges in work or being more comfortable with challenging myself in my relationships or being more comfortable getting out of my comfort zone in other areas of life. Like it really does like things leak into each other, just like negativity can seep into all areas of your life. So can positivity and work ethic and all these things with your passions. And they help you kind of be an all around to like good human being when you put like all your eggs in one basket and just don't take care of yourself and just put it all into work or put it all into one thing, then you're literally risking so much because you're like, what if that thing doesn't work out for you or falls out for you? Then you don't know who you are and you don't know what your passions are and you don't know you. And so then you go into this crisis mode. And so it's like managing those stressful situations is so much better when you're under when you're under like peaceful mindset and you have your hobbies and have your passions have those time for you. But Abby, what are some, I'm curious, like obviously I know your hobbies and passions, but like what is something that you feel like you enjoy working on or going through like a passion or a hobby that keeps you grounded or helps you? What do I like doing? I like going on walks. <laughs> um, what do I like doing? I forgot because I haven't had time for myself in a month and a half. <laughs> um, I like to go on walks. I like to experience places and things and just appreciate like nature and the things that we have that we just dismiss very often. So I like my plants. I like hanging out on the beach. I like going on walks around my neighborhood. Like literally, it doesn't take a lot for me to. I just need silence. That's my outlet. I need solitude. I need solitude. I need like good vibes, some music, some beautiful scenery, and I am happy. Uh, when it comes to my hobbies, fortunately and unfortunately, I've turned my hobbies into my job as well. So that's when sometimes I go into the overworking mode 
And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go work because I love my job and I love everything I do. And then it's like, no, no, no. I need to make time for me outside of everything else, outside of serving others, because you need to serve yourself sometimes. I also do like working out, but I do that when I'm stressed and I need to just like release. But I also enjoy it to the point where sometimes I feel guilty for doing too much of it, too. (laughs) It's so easy to feel guilty. It takes a lot to not. It takes a lot to understand with yourself, like, this is so good for me and this is necessary for me for these reasons. And it's almost like I have to like remind myself sometimes of it's okay to put my phone on do not disturb for an hour while I'm working out and like get to everything when it needs to be getting to. Because even when I used to work out, I would feel so bad I put my phone on. I would leave spin class and just take phone calls and stuff. And like that to me was like fine, right? Because I was getting work done and working out. But a lot of the time it was like, no, that took away from my experience of not having that on my mind and of having that time to myself. And so now it's like, obviously if there's like an emergency or something like there's that, but at the same time, it's like, it can wait an hour. Like a lot of things that you think can't wait, like really can wait for you to really just like be in the moment with yourself. Cause to me, yes, spin, like I keep saying spin, but like I do a lot of other stuff as like a lot of other exercising, but like spin is my one thing where I'm just like, it's mindless and it's fun. And I love the instructor. We're friends. And it's like, It's just like this experience that I can just like, I leave and every time I leave, I feel like a weight has lifted off. I'm like, oh, I feel so good. And then it's like, bam, right into working mode and like getting stuff done. But I have that, I had that break and then I get to go back to it. But I think it's important to also keep us grounded, not just to make time for the exercises and the hobbies, but also the relationships and things like that is really important because If you isolate, if you're managing a stressful situation where you decide to isolate yourself, it makes it really hard for people that you love and your family to be there for you because you're kind of pushing them away. And then if you mistreat them, you know, then you've got all these now other problems that you have to deal with. And so there's nothing wrong with saying, hey, I'm in a busy season of life. And, you know, managing those expectations with your loved ones, that's very normal. But ignoring people and pushing people away and treating people a certain way when you're going through a high stress situation those things matter. Like you will hurt people and you have to be aware of that and of the consequences of that. So it's so important when you're going through a stressful situation again to like, there are things that you have to make time and space for. For example, I was at the East Texas State Fair and then I was in Dallas for a woman's summit. And it was just like for four days, I'd been in three different cities and driven over 16 hours. I was exhausted and like, like just living off of a prayer and protein shakes and pre-workout. And my best friend's baby shower was like, I had to like get up at like six in the morning or five 30 in the morning after being up to one or two. And then like drive another like total of like five and a half hours to just be there on time for like her baby shower. And not only was I like going to make that happen, but I told myself the second I get there, I am going to do my very best to be absolutely present for her. And I'm going to like help out. I'm going to really invest. And it's like, even though I'm stressed and I'm tired, I'm exhausted. I want to give that time to her and I want to make time for that relationship. And then I'll rest after. And so I made that sacrifice to be able to like be there for her, to let her know how much I cared about her. And that helps the relationships. Even though you're under stressful situations, you can still make time for the people that you love and be present for that. I think too, like you said, it keeps you grounded because you remember too what matters. And so 
sometimes when you're stressed out, it's because you lose sight of the big picture and you're just going and questioning the small details, the little things. You're not trusting the process. And so when you have people around you that care, people that have been part of the process with you and they can talk to you and they can hang out with you and you can just spend time with them in their presence and know that they're there, then you really do stay grounded. It reminds you, you can do this. This is where you started. This is where you're going to end. Like these people are going to be here for the ride with you. You're doing the best you can and there's nothing else about it. I love that. Amen. Amen. And it barely does keep you grounded. It really does. Mm -hmm. Another thing to do is to find healthy ways to talk yourself down. So when you are in a stressful situation or if you're just in your own head, there are ways for you to get out of it because you first have to, I mean, you first have to be aware that you're about to go down a downward spiral because some people, (laughs) they skip that step and then be aware that you're about to blow up on yourself. (laughs) Yes. So be able to identify the signs, uh, whether it's you're out of breath for no reason or your heart is beating fast or maybe you're fidgeting a lot and you know that that's because you're stressed out. Find ways to talk yourself down. So that can be counting. That can be breathing exercises. We just did one before this podcast. I took some deep breaths. Yes. Uh, that could also be the one where you you feel, you see, you name Things that you feel, see, hear, touch, and it makes you present in that present moment rather than going down that downward spiral. I know for me, when I used to play sports when I was younger, I didn't consciously know that I had anxiety, but in the sports games, you can't have too much emotion because then you start following people and hitting people and going crazy. And so I would take a deep breath for seven seconds hold it for four seconds, and then let it out. And that actually helps you switch from your thinking nervous system to your survival nervous system. And it makes your body literally be like, relax, what are you doing? But breathing exercises help a lot. So I will keep saying though, the first step is awareness because you have to be able to know like it's happening right now. I need to tuck myself down. And no, too, some people, they have a person that they can call. And so I have people that will call me when they're going through things. And all they have to say is, hey, Abby, I'm not feeling too great. And I'm like, all right. And I'll talk them down for them. So if you have someone in your life like that, that also is very helpful. I love that. And I think, too, like you said, it's about being aware that it's happening. A lot of times, like, you'll feel your heart racing and you'll feel like you're getting into that mode where you're in this react mode, you're not in your thinking mode, like you were saying. Like, you're not in this processing, like, logical side of your brain. You are now on the defense and on this react mode. And sometimes you can be shaking. Sometimes your heart's racing. Sometimes, I mean, you know different signs with yourself the more you go through stressful situations of, okay, I'm about to react or I'm about to lash out or something's about to happen. And it's it's so much easier said than done but really, really, it is about taking a deep breath or counting or walking away or calling someone to help talk you down. But it's like you got to walk down from that because if you act when you're in that state, most of the time, 99.9%, you're going to do or say something that you regret, like you're going to. And so to avoid that and to avoid managing that stressful situation negatively, 
really all it could have taken is you feel all these things and then you release, you take some deep breaths and you come visit it later when you've had time to actually talk about it or you come, you know, figure it out and then you like take your time to process and then, and then share your feelings. And I said this last episode, but we were at this woman's business convention, like this whole summit thing that we were at. And there was a quote that was like, never quit on your worst day. And that was something that like a mentor of mine had said that she even took away from the entire summit was like, we all have really stressful situations or we all have like the worst day ever where we feel like just absolutely terrible and you're stressed out and you're exhausted and you're tired and something or something, someone could have just said something to you or something could have just happened. But it's like, it's never a good decision to quit on your worst day because you're going to make that decision and you're going to say something out of like the worst part of what you're feeling Instead, what if it happened like that next day and that person who treated you that way or or that stressful situation and was gone or got fired or something happened? Then it's like, okay, great. Like you don't know. And so it's better to take a step back and talk yourself down and calm down and then make moves out of logic and respond logically than just out of that reaction. And it's, again, so much easier said than done. I'm learning it and I'll probably keep learning it till the day I die. But it's like, it's a good reminder of what can happen. And you don't want to do anything that you're going to regret. Exactly. And to not even just at other people, just at yourself as well. Like you don't want to hurt yourself either. Because sometimes your mind is your biggest enemy, like your worst enemy. You could be talking yourself down and you can be tearing yourself down in your head. You can be saying things like, ah, I wasn't made for this. I wasn't good enough. All those things. And that has an impact on you as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take your deep breaths, calm down, and then if that voice in your head isn't positive, isn't hyping you up and helping you, then like Abby's saying, it's like go outside of yourself. Like it's okay, don't isolate. A lot of us, our coping mechanisms is to isolate, isolate, isolate. And I mean, again, I'm one to talk. That has been mine for so long. I feel isolated. But it's like the second that you stop isolating yourself and open yourself to being vulnerable and honest with stress and with all these situations – then you're opening yourself up for help and for positivity and for, you know, all these other things outside of yourself. And it can really be beneficial. And that kind of leads into one more thing that we want to talk about, which is like practicing gratitude and mindfulness, even in stressful situations. Literally, it was like a week or so or so ago, I was going through something pretty stressful, like in my personal life. And I was just like on the verge of like, not like a breakdown, but like just going through it with myself. And I literally sat there and was like, I'm going to think of five things right now that I'm grateful for. And I'm going to be really mindful in this moment. And I literally like put it to practice. And after like years of not doing that and not saying that I'm going to do that every time, but I definitely did that. And I felt so much better after and there was even this, like, I don't know if you guys know Ed Milet, but he's a famous like podcaster. He's like motivational speaker. And he has this video that I shared a couple weeks ago too. And it was like, he was at this meeting with this guy and he was like, I have nothing to be grateful for. I My life is at the worst it's been right now. I'm so stressed out. Like, And then the guy he was eating dinner with was like, tell me one thing you're grateful for. And then he said, man, I got nothing. Like I got nothing. And the guy looked at him with big eyes like, are you serious right now? And then he said, he said, I kid you not. The second I said that he looked at me and I looked around and sat back and an old couple hats on their heads, looked like they had been through chemo, like cancer, like walked past them 
and smiled at them and like, you know, waved at them. Like they were in the best mood. And they're like literally using like walkers and wheelchairs, like had cancer treatment. Like you could tell like it was the end for them. And they smiled at him. And then Ed Milet said, he goes, I can't believe I'm, he goes, I, I'm not even lying. Like that actually happened. And I sat there and thought, wow, that was a moment for me where it was like, who am I to say I have nothing to be grateful for? So it's like, even on your worst days, trust me, if you're alive and you're breathing, you have something to be grateful for. That's what I'm saying. I'm telling you too. This is a huge point. Like gratitude will get you through the worst battles in life. And there were points where I was so grateful that people would be like, almost say that I'm dismissive of problems. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm acknowledging the problems. They're in front of us. They're very clearly in front of us. But I'm not going to sit and dwell on them for hours on end when I have all these things to be blessed about. And why was that easy to say? It's because I was not looking at why I didn't have I didn't have two sides with my entree. I was grateful for the one side, and that's it. And so when someone takes the second one, I'm like, it's fine. I still have one. And everyone's like, no, you need to get angry. You need to get riled up. And I'm like, why? What is that going to do for you in the long run? There's things that need to be done. There's actions that need to be had. There's ways to resolve it. And honestly, like, I'm 100% for feeling emotion. Feel the emotion. Experience it. Go through all the phases that you need to go through to overcome. So don't just suppress your emotion, but do not feel that you need to act in stress and you need to act in anger because that is wait, not you. And wait, that's- wait, you just said something so good. It was like, it's just, I'm going to repeat it to you. And you're saying like, let yourself feel what you're feeling. Don't suppress it, but don't act in that stress Don't act out of those emotions. Feeling something and acting a certain way are two different things. And I think that we think that, oh, if I feel angry, then I have to act all these things or act angry or act out or whatever. No, you can feel the anger and you can still respond out of kindness or character or love or whatever. You can feel your emotions, but you don't have to act on those emotions. You can still feel everything and embrace those feelings, embrace those emotions because you have to. They're not just going to go away. Like if you suppress them, like you're saying, you're if you suppress them, they're going to up and explode one day. Exactly. Exactly. Feel those emotions and express that you're feeling those emotions. People can know that you're angry, hurt, sad, whatever it is, but you don't have to act out of those emotions in like in a negative way. Like those are two different things. That's such a good point. That was such a good point. Bravo. I'm like, that was just something that I'm going to like keep with me because the things that we know, but we don't necessarily like act on. And even like my therapist was talking to me and she was like, Hannah, someone has to like give offense. Yes. But like you also have to take offense. Like if someone's like offending you or upsetting you or like they can try, but it's actually like on you if you want to decide to like take that offense or not. She's like, I speak in prisons and people are like lashing out at me, calling me names, saying all these terrible things. And she's like, I could be offended and lash out and bat and say all these things back to them. But she goes, I don't take offense to that. Like I just, I choose not to. And so that was something that was really cool that she was talking about too. It's like if someone's trying to give their negative emotions to you and like feed that to you, it's like you do have a choice to like take that or not too. It's called setting emotional boundaries. Set boundaries around your own emotions so that you can protect yourself. 
because the world is not going to spare you. The world doesn't owe you anything and you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. You don't know what's going to happen the next hour. So protect your emotions, set emotional boundaries, allow yourself to live and exist in the way you best want to live and exist. And don't allow anyone else to change that. Amen. That's a, yeah, I would say that's a mic drop. I feel like this is a perfect point to end on. Just to recap some of the things that we talked about, guys, just if you're thinking about managing stress again, like leaving the podcast or something, remember to communicate your feelings and your stress with those around you. Open yourself up to other people. Don't isolate. Find outlets and make time for yourself and those outlets. So exercise, hobbies, whatever it looks like. Make space for relationships and things that you love. Keep yourself grounded. Find healthy ways to talk yourself down and practice gratitude and mindfulness even in the most stressful situations. Those are just some great tips. Honestly, even I'm probably going to listen to this podcast episode back when I'm feeling some stress and remind myself these things. But we hope that you got some actionable ways to manage stressful situations from this episode. And then again, you follow us along on social media and make sure to message us if you have any topics you want us to cover or any special guests you want us to have on. But thank you for listening, Homegirl Hustlers, and we'll see you guys next week. See you next Wednesday.